Welcome to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Demi Fair. Here we dive into the world of the mind-body connection, exploring the gut-brain axis, microbiome, and nervous system while harnessing the power of intuition and connection to spirit. If you struggle with chronic digestive and mental stress and are tired of trying just one more diet or supplement to address your symptoms, then this is the place for you. Join me as we learn from the world of science and medicine, but also from nature, our own inner knowing, and personal stories. Thank you for tuning in, and now it's time to trust your gut. Hello and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Today, I want to talk about a big topic that I haven't actually made an entire episode about. We've referred to it before when talking about trauma, but uh, it's one particular piece of trauma that I find absolutely fascinating and actually extremely important when it comes to chronic symptoms, especially those that we feel really stuck in. And considering intergenerational trauma and inherited trauma is actually a really big part of the work that I do with clients. And it's a a big aspect of what we look at in the gut brain healing toolkit when we're looking at the trauma we may carry or we may have experienced. So there's, you know, the experiences that we will have in our own life. Those are our personal experiences. So we may have endured our own trauma when we were children, all the way up to whatever age we are now. And those would be, you know, our own personal experiences of trauma. And I do end up working a lot around childhood trauma with people, especially those that come to me that have chronic symptoms and they've had them for a really long time or they started to emerge when they were a teenager or they were in their 20s and in college which is a common pattern I see this is often connected to trauma that they endured as a child or you know a lot of chronic stress that they were under certain attachment wounds with their caregivers um, their nervous system kind of being programmed into a state of fight or flight or maybe a dorsal vagal shutdown given their co-regulation with their caregivers or what their environment was like or what kind of trauma they might have endured and their nervous system starts to be kind of dysregulated either in hyperarousal being in a chronic state of fight or flight or hypoarousal being in a chronic state of dorsal vagal shutdown And so by the time they enter their teens or 20s, they start to have symptoms emerge after these many years of nervous system dysregulation and unprocessed trauma. So that's a big component, but then we have all these other layers that get added on. So of course, there's the layers of what our own family system modeled to us and taught us. So this is going to be about what's right or wrong, good or bad, what we're told about ourselves and who we are and what you know we come to believe about ourselves 
and any trauma that just happened within that family system that we experience personally. But then that goes deeper into trauma that happened in our family system that maybe we weren't a part of, that we didn't experience, but has been passed down the family line to us. And that's when we actually inherit trauma. So we're going to focus on that in this episode today. But part of looking at inherited trauma is also considering too what we inherited on a cultural sense or an ethnic sense or a historical sense as well. So there's also the greater culture that's sending us messages about ourselves that could be leading to certain beliefs or wounds that we have. And so there's all these different layers that can come in and, you know, impact our sense of self, our beliefs about ourselves, maybe certain patterns that we adapt or coping mechanisms and also can influence experiences that we have, making them more traumatic. So let's focus a bit on that intergenerational trauma. This is the trauma that's transmitted from one generation to the next within your family system. And so when traumatic experiences happen, they don't just happen to those who are there experiencing them, but they can also be passed along to subsequent generations. And traumatic events can leave an imprint on our entire family system. So even if the person who endured the trauma never told anyone about the trauma, or even if you were never told the story about the trauma, even if the person who experienced the trauma died, it can still live on in the family for generations. And then family members can unconsciously repeat the sufferings of the past. It kind of becomes this family blueprint which I know sounds crazy. So intergenerational trauma extends through three generations. So if you're considering what you might have inherited, you're going to consider what came from your parents, your grandparents, and your great-grandparents. And a really cool thing about this is considering that at one point, all three generations shared the same biological environment. This is because when your grandmother was five months pregnant with your mother, the precursor cell of the egg you developed from was present in your mother's ovaries. So as an unfertilized egg, you shared a cellular environment with your mother and grandmother, of course, if that is the truth to how you were born and carried into this world. In addition, the precursor cells of the sperm you developed from were present in your father or whoever provided the sperm to create you when he was a fetus in his mother's womb. So at one point, all three generations are actually sharing the same biological environment. So there could be things that happened at that point, but it goes beyond that and is passed down in different ways. These precursor egg and sperm cells can be imprinted by trauma 
traumatic events and those go on to affect future generations. So one of the aspects of what helps transmit trauma besides like the trauma imprinted into the precursor cells of eggs and sperm is biological in the sense of epigenetics. So this is when trauma comes in and it alters our gene expression, which can potentially impact the stress response systems in subsequent generations. So in case you're like, wait, Debbie, what's epigenetics? Epigenetics is the study of how your behaviors and your environment that you're in can cause changes that affect the way your genes work. So unlike genetic changes, epigenetic changes are reversible and they do not change your DNA sequence, but they can change how your body reads a DNA sequence. So what this means is that you're not destined necessarily to the genetics that you're born with, but that your environment, your lifestyle choices, your behaviors can affect the gene expression and turn some on or turn some off. So this can be things like diet, exercise, movement, sleep, kind of those lifestyle aspects, but it could also be due to chronic stress, trauma, what you've inherited, what your environment was like growing up, what your environment is like now. So all of these things come in and affect how your genes express themselves. So epigenetics are one way that trauma is passed down through generations on a biological basis. When certain people, certain generations experience trauma that can change different things in the gene expression that then can be passed down influencing those future generations. And what I want to say about this is yes, it can happen in more negative senses. So when there's traumatic experiences or chronic stress, it can lead to these changes in the genes that might more negatively impact someone's stress response, emotional regulation response, right? So maybe someone now is more hypervigilant or hypersensitive and maybe has a lack of resiliency in their stress response, especially if that trauma was not handled and processed. This is when we see it kind of being passed down and becoming a more negative thing. But on the other hand, there can also be a really positive a- aspect to this, whereas you know, f- family members who endure hardship or traumatic experiences, or you know, certain generations of the family do, and they actually come through it and work through it and are able to become more resilient and um, be able to even process that trauma can pass down more resiliency to stress. So it's not all negative things that are inherited, but can also be more adaptation to stress and more resiliency. So there's a beautiful aspect of the epigenetics as well. 
So, of course, there's also the psychological and social aspects of how trauma is passed down. So these are learned behaviors or family dynamics, cultural practices, and the transfer of beliefs, narratives, and coping mechanisms related to the trauma. So we're just gonna we're gonna learn by being modeled um, from our primary caregivers and others in our family how they um, cope with things, what kind of behaviors they have, the beliefs that they tell us about, the the narratives that they tell us, what they practice and what they preach is going to be another way we might inherit trauma. Um. And then, you know, there's some really big traumatic experiences that can affect entire populations. So that's like genocide, slavery, colonization, war, displacement, uh, systemic oppression, discrimination, marginalization, or having lack of resources, ongoing social injustices and inequalities. So this becomes kind of in that bigger scope it might be within the family system, but it gets bigger into the the more cultural, historical, social side of things that can impact an entire population of people. And then that's going to affect their genes. So that's going to be passed down. And then especially how your actual family operated under these circumstances and actually experienced on a personal level that will also be passed down and impact the subsequent generations. so that's where some of these bigger aspects are coming in here to you know impact the the future generations um so of course when this happens it can increase those subsequent generations those to be more vulnerable to things like anxiety depression ptsd substance abuse or other psychological difficulties and mental health issues this can also show up as physical symptoms within the body and what's really interesting about intergenerational trauma is we may not know, right? Like we we might know, like if our family was, you know, kind of our great great grandparents went through the Holocaust, we might have an understanding of that, or we might understand, you know, certain um, oppression that our family is under, our ethnic group. We might understand some of the things that some of our family went through, maybe being in the war or being poor, whatever, we might understand some of the beliefs that have been passed down. We might know some traumatic events. And from there, we can kind of work with it and understand how we might be carrying some of that ourselves. But there's also aspects to this where we may not have any idea. And again, maybe the person who endured a trauma didn't ever speak about it or you know, it wasn't something that was told to us. And we might be carrying forward aspects of that trauma that show up in ways that may have not been exactly what that person went through or the same symptoms but can kind of be similar can kind of be mirroring those symptoms or they might come on around the same age within us that happened to that family member at you know this the age that they went through something traumatic at that same age say they went through something traumatic at 20 maybe when we turn 20 we start to get these really weird physical symptoms or whatnot. So it can be a fascinating, mind-boggling, hard thing to pin down. But this is many of the different ways that intergenerational trauma can show up within us. 
And one of the things I look for, I mean, I'm always working with clients to just reflect back on their childhood, what their relationship with their parents was like, what they know of their parents' childhoods and their grandparents and kind of anything from that family lineage that they may know, any trauma that may have been endured and understanding all of that so we can see if there are any patterns showing up in ages or symptoms that they're going through or whatnot. But one of another telltale signs for me is, of course, noticing patterns like, oh, I see that this is a belief that you have or these symptoms seem to be mocking, mirroring something that your grandmother also seemed to endure or have or your father or whoever it may be. But if somebody is experiencing physical mental symptoms, um, you know, that they're just not getting better no matter what they're trying to do and leading a very healthy lifestyle or just like certain ways that they really, really feel stuck in their life, um, stuck in something. Maybe they just like can't get past a certain anxiety or they just keep falling into depression or there's just like this belief or this like addiction or this coping mechanism um, that they just can't seem to move past kind of these habits or behaviors or patterns, no matter how much they're trying, that typically indicates to me that there's some intergenerational piece here because the intergenerational things are just way beyond us. So sometimes when we try to like mindset our way through or just address these other like symptoms of the intergenerational trauma, that's why we still feel stuck in it and we're not getting better. It could be from our own personal trauma, but if we've already kind of worked with that, and we're still just like not finding, you know, the way out or like our symptoms or our emotional reactions to certain things or our reactivity or our triggers to certain things just don't really make sense for the context of our life and our own personal experiences. Then that also indicates to me there's an intergenerational aspect going on here. And then that's the area that we want to work in because that's going to need to be addressed to truly relieve these symptoms and get someone out of that cycle of being stuck. So that is why this is such an important area um, to work with when we have these chronic symptoms and patterns and triggers that we just can't seem to get out of. And it's just absolutely fascinating. So there's so, 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 so much to this realm. I just wanted to give a little touch in and intro to it all today um, because there's a lot to dive into. But um, the real work kind of starts to show up when you start working with your own personal inherited trauma. And there's a lot of examples of ways that it can show up. And in general, it's just in a lot of the ways that we are typically experiencing um, and would typically experience from any trauma that we endured. It can be just the same. So, right, nervous system dysregulation, it could be PTSD, flashbacks, nightmares. It can be mental symptoms like anxiety, depression, disassociation, OCD, ADHD, uh, or other neurodivergence tendencies. Um, It can be in any physical symptoms, chronic pain, um, chronic gut issues, autoimmune issues, um, fatigue, so many ways it can show up um, even in disease and illness. 
So we work with it just like we might work with our own trauma, um, but we like to do some deeper things. And I'll tell you about some of the ways that I like to work with inherited trauma. First, I just like to help bring awareness and understanding to people to discover and understand what they may have inherited. So we'll do that just through um, kind of a history review and a timeline and maybe a genogram. And then um, I really like using parts work for working with intergenerational trauma and somatic experiencing is really helpful in this realm as well. Sometimes inner child work can be really helpful, especially if there is kind of younger aspects of ourselves that are carrying the trauma or who were the ones, like maybe our younger selves faced the brunt of the trauma that was passed down from our parents because we were living with them then and really dependent on them. And so that's when we really kind of inherited this trauma and it started to affect our system. Um, and then I've also really enjoyed Mark Wolin's Burke Mark Wolin's book, <laughs> It Didn't Start With You, and he has what uh, he's created called Core Language Mapping. Um, and with his permission, I give people in the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit a bit of an introduction to it and help them walk through mapping out their core language. And we also do somatic parts work and inner child work and somatic experiencing within the program. Um, so I do highly recommend that book if you're interested in this realm of work and, um, reading through it and doing some of the practices that he has. It's a different way of approaching it than I normally do since I'm very somatic and body based. Um, I kind of bring my own spin into it and bringing the somatic realm into the core language mapping. But, um, yeah, he pretty much works with uh, identifying what may have been inherited by looking at the language that we use and the words that we tend to use and linking that back to um, experiences in our family, which is a really cool way to do so. And it's just different than what I typically do. So uh, if that seems like it might be up your alley, I do recommend getting that book or come join us in the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit too and learn about all the other ways we might work with inherited family trauma um, and other trauma that we may have endured. So that's what I'm going to leave you all with today. Just a little introduction to intergenerational trauma. If you're curious to know more, please send me some questions. What do you want to know more about? You can reach out to me on a DM through Instagram, um, or you can always email me at hello at trustyourguthealth.com. Um, I'm always curious to know what people want to hear more about on the podcast, and I'm happy to make another episode on intergenerational trauma and expand more on anything those of you are curious about. Uh, just a reminder that we will be doing a second round of the Gut Brain Healing Toolkit where we explore intergenerational trauma and trauma, nervous system dysregulation, the microbiome, gut brain connection and vagus nerve, the entire digestive process, and connecting to our intuition, the most comprehensive program out there for gut brain healing. And if you're interested in getting in on this second round, I encourage you to go down below, click the link to join the waitlist. That will just take you to the page to learn everything about the program and what's included. And then you can join the waitlist there. 
Those on the wait list will be first to know when the program is going to open and be offered a spot, which will be limited, and we'll also get a special bonus and discount. And otherwise, thanks so much for tuning in and listening and being here. I appreciate you all so much. I hope you have a regulated and resilient day. Before you go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and share it. That helps it reach others who will benefit from this information. So much gratitude for you. Have a beautiful day.